Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Under Centre Podcast. I'm your host, Darren Maher, and I'm joined by my usual co-host, that is Jake Woolhead and Bill Malloy. Let's the three musketeers, the three blind mice, the three whatever you want to call it, we're all back together again. How are we? Yeah, not doing too bad. It's good to be back on the show. Blind mice, I certainly agree with. <laughs> yeah, we finally got a, the gang back together. Hopefully that means our, our viewership is about to spike through the roof, seeing as the dream. The sex appeal back. back. Yeah, exactly. We finally got rid of Al again. <laughs> the Three Stooges also would have been a, yeah, well. a, a good answer too, you know. Um, but yeah, we are back and we are going to be looking back at what was a very exciting championship weekend. We now know who is going to be in this year's Super Bowl. Of course, it's the Cincinnati Bengals against the LA Rams. We will get into that in a couple of minutes. Well, first, we are going to start with the news that was made official today, despite reports on Saturday claiming that he was actually going to retire. Tom Brady decided today was today. Today was the day, I should say to hang up the cleats and call it a day. In a statement posted to social media um, during this afternoon, he some of the quotes that he said, I've always believed that the sport of football is an all-in proposition. If a 100%, uh, it's a, if a 100% competitive commitment isn't there, you won't succeed. And success is what I love so much about our game. He goes on to say, there's a physical, mental, and emotional challenge every single day that has allowed me to maximize my highest potential. And I have tried my very best in, the la- in these last 22 years. There are no shortcuts to success on the field or in life. This is difficult for me to write, but here it goes. I am not going to make that com- competitive commitment anymore. I've loved my NFL career, and now is the time to focus my time on en- and energy on other things that require my attention. Brady retires after 22 seasons in the league, seven Super Bowl rings, more than all 32 teams, three league MVPs, the leading pass passing uh, passer, sorry, of all time, uh, with also the lead in passing touchdowns, 15 times uh, elected to go to the Pro Bowl. He is the GOAT. He is um, now finally finished. And, and Jake, I'll start with you first on this one. You know, a quite unbelievable career. And, you know, it, it is great that he gets to go out on his own terms. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, what can you really say? 22 years in the league. Um, you mentioned the passing yards and, and passing touchdowns. I, I, I'd hope with 22 years in the league, you are at least at the top of that fucking uh, list. But you can't you can't say he, did, he was not the most successful quarterback of all time because quite clearly he was seven Super Bowl rings, uh, whatever, how many MVPs you had, the successful seasons and and kind of raising up a lot of teams around, uh, like weaker-ish teams by being the best player. I mean, the man is literally the GOAT. No matter how much you argue it, you can't argue it because he made all this money, but he also got the seven rings that everybody else wants to get. And I mean, that's the most successful you can be in the league. I can't, can't, can't. What else can you say about him, really? Yeah, Dara, I'm over it. I, I honestly don't <laughs> care. I don't care. Like, some old guy retired. Great. He was a great footballer. Well, guess what? He's not a great footballer anymore because he retired. Let's move on. Yeah, he, he said it. In his own, 
he said it in his own speech. Like, it's time for the young lads now. And I'm with him. Like, I no longer care about Tom Brady. Don't care what he's up to. Don't care how he's feeling. He didn't even he care about before he retired. So, like, exactly. And you know what? I did. I think he, I'm going to call him out. I think he messed up. He should have retired last season as a Super Bowl champ. Would have been real nice. Would have been like real rounded. At the time he won his first Super Bowl, he was the youngest quarterback ever to win it. He would have won his last Super Bowl. And be the, well, he still is the oldest quarterback ever to win it. But that would have been nice to like start and end brackets with a Super Bowl at the top and the bottom age range. Uh, but yeah, I also love that the Patriots fans are so uptight about not getting mentioned in his retirement streak. Yeah, yeah, That's, no, I do like that. He said goodbye to you two years ago. Like, he said his goodbye to you. Now he's retired and now he's saying goodbye to the books. Like, chill out. The man doesn't care about you. He wanted the dollar bills. He wanted the, the rings. He didn't care about you. He didn't care about the fans. Okay, so who get, who told you to be the heel of this piece? I'm always the heel. I, you know? I'm, just, I'm just saying what everyone else is thinking. Like, I don't actually care. Unless you're a Pats fan or a Bucks fan, no one really cares that Tom Brady retired. We Look, hey. This isn't about having a debate. Is he a GOAT? I'm absolutely not saying he's not the GOAT. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying the actual news of his retirement, I couldn't give a flying (laughs) fuck. You know, I agree with you on that one. I don't actually care that he's retired, but... But as he's retired, you have to look back back at his career. That's what we're trying to talk about, Fionn. You're right. I should be like every single other person on Twitter and in a podcast. The man was great. Yep. There you go. That's all we needed from you. Cut out my entire spiel and just cut, cut my input into this segment as he was good. <laughs> if it hasn't already, it's already going on Twitter as part of a promo for this show. Fionn, Fionn Malloy, he was great. <laughs> he was great. <laughs> the, re- the previous two minutes of like your reaction does yeah. not matter now after that. Yeah. And you know matter. what? You can, you can put in the search bar on Twitter... And I've already disappeared into ro- most recent mentions of Tom Brady and great in a search function. <laughs> like, just saying what everyone else is saying. I don't like. But to be fair, just to, just to go back to when, when you started this, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know, when he said he should have retired last year when yeah. he won the Super Bowl, like, he went into this year obviously expecting that he would be having a chance, if at the very least, to have a chance to win the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. at, the, at the most, to expect that he was going to win it again, especially with the team that they had assembled. Obviously, injuries and other things didn't mean that was to come true, but you know, that's always a, that's always a thing, it's always easy, you know, when you say hindsight is 2020. That all these great players when they try, I should have retired last year when they won the league. Should have retired last year when they won the Super Bowl. Should have retired last year when they won the the World Cup. You know, you never think at that time saying, "Oh, I'm never going to win it again next year." So, like that, I I fight back a little bit on that one. You know, I mean, he he did get pretty close this year. So yeah, he was what two games away from being in the Super Bowl. You know, so but look, he has he's had a fantastic career. Um, I, I, I think maybe. Do you think maybe the surprise of this was taken away a little bit with the whole reports and everything <laughs> like that that came out on Saturday? That even his dad had to go on radio and say he's not retiring. What are you doing? That situation was whole. Like I don't understand where it all came from. Someone in his inner circle obviously heard it. Um, as we know, and then 
told Shefty. I don't know what the process of events was, but quite clearly he was going to retire after that. No matter how much posturing he'd done about saying, oh, I don't know what's going on. He knew he was retiring in a few days. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen this or I might be wrong, but was there not some incentive tied to today that he was due some extra money or something? I thought I'd, 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 I'd seen that, but I could be wrong on it. No. Uh, Sounds plausible, I though. It's like I don't know, but yeah, yeah, Some, yeah cause a mo- think... it's a month, it's a certain month, and contracts roll usually month to month. So I'm not surprised yeah. if he had to be on the books officially by the end of February or January. I, I could be wrong, uh, but I thought I did yeah. see something along the lines of that. That is interesting, um, if true, because I do know when the fake announcement, as as we now know, it, it kind of was on on Saturday that. There was a lot of parts of six. He'd have to pay back sixteen of his twenty million dollars on his salary or something like Maybe that for that's next what year, um, because he was contracted for next year to play as well. So um, it'll be interesting, and, and I just wonder what um, what do you think he does next? Um, what is he going to do? Is he going to go into um, uh, commentary? I don't see it. I mean, 22 years in the league, you probably want to distance yourself as much away from the sport for at least a little while. So I suppose he just goes and travels a little bit with, with Giselle, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. You see, beforehand, I would have said, like, nah, he doesn't have the personality or, like, that kind of cult personality. But they had they had Peyton Manning in, and he does a good job, do you know what I mean? And he's not... I know the stories of the teammates, but he wasn't outwardly media personality while he was a player. So at this point, I don't really know what he's going to do. I wouldn't be surprised if he becomes some sort of a health guru. He already has that company, doesn't he? That's what I mean. I just go full time as a vegan motivational speaker or some (laughs) shit. So the the Brady cast will be on Amazon from next season. Is that what we're saying? (laughs) Something. Did you watch that man in the arena, the Tom Brady thing? No, actually, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, it's like not, it was nine Super Bowls. Well, each season about the nine Super Bowls. I've watched myself, but it is interesting though um, that maybe I'm wrong, but it, it, was he getting filmed this year for a documentary as well? Was Amazon uh, or ESPN doing something? See, I don't. Would you be interested? Like, yeah, he's a fantastic football player. But he's now not that, that interesting. Now like, that he, if it is the fact that he was recorded this year and you know that this is his retirement, I think you would be interested to see like, well, why has he come to the decision now to do it? He's always yeah, but like you, play what, till 45. What, what annoying me about any documentary that's it, like, oh, why are you retiring now? It's just going to be filled with the same coach, player, media speak that yeah. we always hear. So, like, you're not going to hear yeah. the real reason or whatever. Yeah. Clearly, the reason is 22 years in the league is a long time. Yeah. I don't know. I think there could be some other things on the horizon. Most notably, I think, as well, with with head coach Bruce Arians, because there was rumors that he may retire this year. Now that Brady is gone... Um, and they're kind of, they could, I'm not going to say the Meyer, but mm-hmm. it's interesting now what is going to happen with the books. Uh, first of all, do you think Brady or do you think Arians is going to stick around? And secondly, who do you think would be QB1 next year? I heard uh, Jared Goff's name being floated around for the books. Now, obviously, things can be changed, or that's just a report that somebody just took that out of their ass and said, this is what it is. But yeah. that's what I see. And um, does, does, uh, Arian stick around? I don't know. I mean, the man's an old dude. He's he's won a Super Bowl. Whatever he wants to do, I don't care about. Another one I did see is uh, Gronk said he'd never play for any other quarterback. So is yeah, he going to retire too? I suspect Gronk is gone. Too, yeah. yeah, I yeah. would be surprised. 
they probably trade for Mac Jones or some random <laughs> thing. That's, that have was my seen, initial. Have you seen the two names that are actually top of the betting list to be QB one in in Tampa Bay next year? Probably Cam no. Newton, is it? No, he's there. Cam I think he's G- about. I think he's about sixth or seventh. But Jimmy G and Carson Wentz. <laughs> Carson Wentz is on a big contract in in. He must be going to the end, isn't he? Is he now? But no, but with he has two more years left on the it. Way the season think? ended in Tam or in in Indy, and the way that uh, I think the GM um, didn't actually commit to him coming back next year as well is interesting too. I don't know. I mean, like you ha- you have to feel with Carson Wentz sometimes you you might be able to get something out of him, or at least coaches always think they're going to get something out of a guy that we have seen some success with, but. I mean, he is Carson Wentz. He hasn't done anything. Marcus Mariota. There's a name, but he's kind of that. He's 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 traveled into that journeyman quarterback yeah. that's going to get you to your next quarterback. So I mean, he was famous. Jameis is coming back. He was playing for an average Titans team, and now he's back up on the Raiders. I believe he's still back up. Yeah, and like they they needed to get rid of Carr, so they love Carr way too much. So he was never going to get any I sort don't know of. If they do. Uh, well, maybe they don't right now, but they, what I mean is they were never going to drop him for Mariota. I still think we haven't given him a full... Now, could he live up to the hype? I don't know, but I don't think he ever got a full shakedown. Oh, I don't know. Under Ryan Tannehill comes into the fucking Titans, and what's he do? And he's a, he's an average to above-average quarterback yeah, like, at best, though. So. Ryan Tannehill was a good fit because he used the same nearly style he was using in his last few years in the in the... Dolphins in that kind of play action pass. So he fit the Titans well. Mariota was never that kind of player, especially in college. He was used as his legs and and be that kind of sparkling player. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think maybe the books suits better with the kind of offensive weapons. They don't well, have to rely on that. They currently they currently have two quarterbacks there backing up Brady and you know his favorite backup of all time, which he says Blaine Gabbert, could he get the number one job? Or could it be the person that they uh, drafted in the second round last year of the draft and Kyle Trask? Kyle, the Traskin Raider. That'd He's be certainly interesting. going to get a shot, I'd imagine, is the second round draft. Yeah, pick. Why, was he even around. active at all this season or, or much? I don't know if he's been active much now, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. yeah he's man. he's not been like banished to the practice squad. He's just I think he just hasn't been dressing for game days, but he's definitely been in practices all year with Brady. So I'm sure he's picked up one or two things. Yeah. I mean it's the same thing with that Kyle Mond on the, the Vikings. I don't think either of them were active at all. So Oh, do you remember though Mike Zimmer got very salty about him? Yeah he did. <laughs> he got very salty about him. Yeah. He says I see him in, I see him in practice every day. I don't need to see him on the field. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh but it's, it's kind, kind of like annoying because well, it's just a jet. That's just media because we've seen, um, we've seen like players start to play bad, like Kirk Cousins. He's not a good quarterback, and then all the fans and media is like, "Why aren't we starting Kyle or whatever his name? Some mom, Kellen Mond, That's his name. Yeah. Why aren't we starting him? But clearly, if the coach isn't even dressing the fucker, he's not going to be that good in a game. Sometimes bad starters are still better than the backup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when I, I didn't think it would get uh, worse until Jake Fromm had to start for the Giants, and that just didn't. Uh, end there you go. Very well this was a him. legend of college football. He was like <laughs> annihilating people in college and showed up to the pros and couldn't get it done. 
Oh, Jake Fromm. Yeah. Oh, who will always be remembered for that quarterback sneak on third and eight. <laughs> That's and second, second, second and ten and third and eight consecutive <laughs> quarterback sneaks. But let's let's leave that because we will talk more about the Giants towards the end of the show, Jake. Because we do want to get your opinion on the moves that they've made in the last few weeks. But let's <laughs> let's go back to last weekend's games and let's review them and let's start with the AFC Championship because. The Cinderella story continues, lads. The Cincinnati Bengals beat the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead in overtime, 27 points to 24. Evan McPherson scores, uh, hits the field goal after they intercept uh, Patrick Mahomes on his first drive in overtime. The Bengals were down 18 points at one stage in this game and came back to win it. We spoke about it with Jeff on the show last week that uh, the the Rams were a team that were struggling to score in the second half. And it happened to the Chiefs this week as well. Only three points scored in the second half after leading by 21 points to 10 at the half. I'll start with you, Fiona, on this one. Yep. Is this a... Like, is this a you know, a David slaying Goliath in this game? Or was this more like a Goliath fell asleep at the wheel and David just sneaked by? Look, I think we have to give both credit, but we'll start with what the Chiefs did wrong. But I don't think, I wouldn't put it down to necessarily the Chiefs just playing wrong is the only reason the Bengals won this game. Uh, Because the Bengals are a tough team and they make the game scrappy and a lot of teams don't like that. But... Kansas City Chiefs demonstrated why, especially in the playoffs, you cannot take your foot off the pedal. That game should have been 41-10. They should have just blown it out. You you physically saw, and even Tony Romo on the commentary commented so often how Mahomes just switched to taking the conservative throw, the conservative angle, the conservative ball placement, And it doesn't work. If your game plan is working, you have to stick to the game plan. It is never a good idea to go conservative because in the playoffs, every quarterback has a killer instinct. And if they can get one little inch of momentum going in their direction, it's really hard to slow that train down. And if you take your foot off the gas, it's really hard to get your foot back on it. And I think that the Kansas City Chief demonstrated, but this is not the first time. I I I think that's bad coaching. I don't think there's any reason for them to do it. And I'm not necessarily sure. I guess maybe bad coaching is a bit harsh because I'm not sure the play calling got any more conservative, especially in the third quarter. I think Mahomes took it on himself to to do it. But we saw in that fourth quarter the problem that Mahomes had at the start of the season where all of a sudden things weren't clicking. And when he was trying to force to, to get his hand hot, he started throwing problems. He started dancing around way too much in the backfield. And the Bengals have a great password. We knew that. And they they put a lot of pressure on him. Yeah. Oh, and Jake, sorry, just I just want to add one more point in there before I, I turn to you. Um, I don't know if you if you saw the um the Brian uh, Ballinger breaking down the game. Um, but the 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 Bengals made a change um Towards the end of the se- of the first half and for the whole second half, where instead of rushing four, they rushed three, and they had one of their defensive ends drop, 
um, and just to spy Mahomes, which then I'd like you were mentioned stopped Mahomes from you know breaking out, going for a run, or you know hitting those you know maybe just those dump offs where he could easily do it. But Jake, what what did you think of the game overall? I mean, firstly, what a game! Like that was so entertaining. I think at the start of the game, and it was uh, whatever it coming up to the end of the first half, and it was what twenty one three or whatever it was. Um, I was like, oh, this is kind of. It, it Mahomes was out with a pocket running his 20 yards and getting the first downs kind of consistently. And I was thinking, this is the game, like I'm not enjoying it. And then it, what really kicked in for me was that second, or like just before the first half ended, that stop the Bengals defense had when the, the Chiefs went for it on for, fourth down. And that's when you really thought, when I really thought that was, this is how the game's going to change. That That's a tide turner. And as you said, Fionn, that Bengals D-line is just, I don't know what they've done like this. They just stopped them and they were getting in. They were trying to basically destroy Patrick Mahomes' confidence. And we talked about this in the in the Super Bowl last time about Patrick Mahomes dancing in the pocket. As we said, he goes back 10 yards or 8 yards or whatever it is and then can't find a receiver because there's blanket coverage. And then he gets a sack or something stupid happens. He fumbles the ball like he did uh, on, on Sunday. Um and then the, the overtime as well, that coin flip, and you see the Bengal or the Chiefs come up with a they get the ball first and say, Oh, here we go. Like the Chiefs can move the ball as we know. But the Bengals defense really held it held it up strong and 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 the then they get the ball on offense. They kind of march down the field, they take a take a handy, get get the fourth down and pop the goal in. El McPherson's um just was incredible as well just dropping that in. Rookie kicker getting getting the field goal in when you really fucking need it and you know, he's just, uh, I think he has a record now, doesn't he, for most consecutive kicks in a playoff or something like that? Yeah, he hasn't missed. So, just, he hasn't uh, missed. Be- before you move on, Dara, as well, I want to echo something that Jake said as well. When when you can get Mahomes running around, that neutralizes all those speed weapons that they have, like Hardman and, and uh, sorry, I've blanked on his name. Hill? Uh, Pringle? Hill. Because... When he's dancing for five seconds, normally you're like, oh, extending the play, this is going to be impossible to cover these speed guys. But he does so much twisting and dancing to, to the point where his feet aren't set. That ball cannot come out until he has weaved through about three bodies and got out towards the sideline. And that's a killer. If he can find a way to stay in that pocket and maybe train himself to climb the pocket when it's available... He can do a lot more damage because his eyes are downfield. We saw how many times he did a full 360 pirouette. That seemed to be his go-to move. In times the it was the 720, go 360, do another 360. <laughs> and if your back is to the field, you can't throw that football. That's a, that's a big problem. And it's something where th- that tiny little change can turn him from floundering and losing 10 yards on a game to being almost impossible to stop because you can't cover the receiver for for five seconds but you're he, not really covering the receiver for five seconds if he's not in a position to throw that ball and he does that so much twisting and turning that he does twist and sometimes goes into a defensive end who's played that kind of play that because we know he's going to do it you may take the back just in case he starts doing twist and turn and we've seen it, it caused the fumble towards the end of the game and that yeah. interception i feel in the in overtime is inexcusable that was double coverage no matter what way you look at it that was a double cover trial. Uh, that was an arm pump. That was. Yeah. They were they were behind the lines. I think it was third and twelve at that point when he threw it, or maybe it was still third and ten. But 
that was that was an arm punt. You know, they they were just in prevent mode there. The the Bengals defense were like, you're not getting these ten yards. You can throw it underneath all year long, but we're staying at this ten yard. You're not getting it. So he just he just tried to go for it all. Didn't work, and you know. But I don't understand that because history. for two reasons. Number one, your punter is always going to be able to heave it further than that with a great chance of getting a yep. touchback that locks them to the twenty five yard line. I don't know if Mahomes' throw even made it that far. And second, how many times in previous seasons have we seen teams go into prevent defense and Mahomes checks it down to Hill and Hill somehow still outruns everybody to get a first down? So that was a double call that I don't understand at all. No, and, and you're totally right. And like you were mentioning about the fumble towards the end of, of the of regulation, that they almost lost the game on that alone. That was part of that you know, dropping one of the defensive linemen, spying on Mahomes, and then after a couple of seconds, deciding to go for him. And, you know, they have that clear avenue. And as well that we mentioned it last week too, that this offensive line for the Chiefs, that was so much money was spent on it. They could not give Mahomes the protection that he wanted towards the end of this game. It looks like they did tire out a bit. Um, That was also due to the, well, look, that was also maybe due to the fact that the coverage in the backfield was so good that Mahomes had to keep it for longer too. So they were more coverage sacks and maybe, you know, breakdowns on the offensive line. But nonetheless, the Bengals continue their fantastic story this year. You know, they were they were one of my teams that I thought were going to get rid of their head coach at the end of this year. I remember <laughs> thinking back, you know, I thought Zach Taylor was on the hot seat. I didn't I thought that, you know these this team were, were going to be in trouble but hey look you know look, how you're, wrong you're I, not an nfl gm Dara, yeah, so. <laughs> look how wrong i am look at how wrong I hey am. Well, well, well while we're calling out things i seem to remember last season when uh joe burrow went down i told the Bengals fans hey look just pull down the shutters shut up shop for this season write it off and get burrow back and you'll be back on track in flying form next season and I have to say, I nailed it. I, I what did you nail? What did you nail? Tell him you did not say he was going to make it. Hang on, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. you said, you said, instantly competitive again. Let's just say you you were telling Bengals fans, do nothing because he's down. Waitley comes back and he'll be good. Yeah, and that's exactly so what happened. You didn't tell them anything. No, you didn't tell them anything. You just said it there in your response as well, Fionn. You said, ah, you know, they'll be competitive. Before he went down, they weren't exactly on track to make the Super Bowl. This is not competitive. This is otherworldly what they're doing at the moment. Ah, no, they were good before he went down. They were good. They weren't Super Bowl good. Now, come on. They weren't Super Bowl good, though. They were 10 and 7 this season. They weren't Super Bowl good. Yeah, this season they are. Last season they weren't before he went down. Yeah, because he hadn't played 17 games, Jack. Well, then, like, you you didn't tell them nothing on a week four or something. By the way, clear, undoubted comeback player of the year now. Oh, absolutely. It's not even. I mean, who else would even be in the running? Well, everybody seems to want to go for Dak. Dak is a bum, and we've said this on the show, and we'll continue to say this on the show. <laughs> I know, but he's a bum that well, came back from injury. Yeah, the, the that's Cowboys why fans. That's why it's Cowboys warranted for him to, to be well, in Well, I've just Googled it. I've just Googled there, and it'll make you happy to know that he won the PFF Comeback Player of the Year and the PFWA, whatever the fuck that is, Player of the Year. So, I mean, if that that's two of them, he probably is getting the NFL one then. He should do. He should do. And I don't know, because there is no clear um league mvp this year candidate 
do you think he still is in with a chance with that? Possibly, mm. maybe. No, yeah, I think I mean, the vote the vote has actually ended before the playoffs as well, obviously. So maybe maybe he's not. Maybe if it was the votes were being taken now, it would change. Oh, then it's, it's Aaron Rodgers then. <laughs> yeah, if it's yeah. regular season. It was season, Aaron Rodgers before the playoffs, so. Yeah. I think if it's regular season, yeah, it's got to be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, because look, if it stopped, it like, be, if it, it was after the playoffs, that Devontae Adams uh, thing would have dropped uh, Rodgers right out of the MVP race. And I, I think I think it's really a miss a misnomer. Like, it's not... It's no longer a most valuable player. It's really like the most spectacular player. In other words, like you can turn a bad team around. You're never going to win MVP, even though you're clearly the highest value added in the league. You got to be like, flashy while you do it. And I that's, think that's why Rodgers might win it. I agree with you, Fionn, there on that one. It, an MVP award should be looked at in terms of how important you are to your franchise. So if you were taking out of that franchise, how how bad would that team be or like how many um how many wins are, are you responsible for for that team it's basically mvqb though let's be real about it, it. Is MVB. it's mvp when is the that last makes game? that makes watson mvp because the texans fell apart without him <laughs> there you go you know, Texans fell apart without a lot of things, and there was nothing just, left for it to fall. It's just apart. A, a contributing factor. He wasn't the factor. <laughs> but let's move on. Let's move on to the NFC Championship game. After the highs of that AFC Championship earlier on in the day, it was always going to be tough to replicate it. The Rams and the 49ers tried their hardest. The Rams winning twenty points to 17 a field goal by Matt Gay with one minute and 50 seconds left on the clock was enough to do it for the Rams uh, the Rams did what they needed and like I said earlier on they don't they haven't scored struggled to score in the second half of games the last few weeks they scored 13 in the second half which is exactly what they needed to do um their first win against the 49ers in seven games as well and it is the most crucial you know I think a big thing in this game for me that I saw is that the Rams, you know, sold out to stop the run of the 49ers and they they believed in their backfield one-on-one to um, beat the 49ers uh, wide receiving attack. The 49ers could only manage 50 yards rushing combined, all of their rushers through 20 combined attempts, whereas the Rams had 70 yards from their combined 29 attempts you know so it's it is the rams we sort of the rams going for a home super bowl fiona you mentioned it earlier on the week in our group chat two two straight super bowls with a home with the home team um taking part in it I, although i don't think the rams technically are the home team in this game i think they're no, technically they're away yeah does that does that get decided before how does that get decided? yeah it switches each year so oh, okay. the afc is home this year the nfc is home next year gotcha which but is I actually think, in an uh, afc stadium which is weird i do think the rams get the home locker room no they don't their, their own locker room like the rams locker room because i know no, it's they don't think they're I, th- I read that I think they're well, they should be wrong because it's not their home one, but if it is, it is. But, um, Jake, I'll start with you first on this one. You know, it, it was it's sort of a tough watch at times between two teams that know each other so so well. So, we were sort of going to get this sort of you know really hard battle. Um, but it's the Rams that come out on top in the end. And look, that Matt Stafford trade looks better and better now every week. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this was another bit of a nail biter. I did stay up to watch this one and I was. Um, I did want the Rams to win, but I did also pick the 49ers because I had to go in all-in mode just to attempt a win against Fionn. Obviously, we'll go get to time, but um, yeah, I mean, the 49ers were able to move the ball at the start of the game. Um, and then, I don't know what happened. Jimmy G just happened, I guess, but um, I don't know. This was just a hard game to go go for. The, the, the Rams looked great. Uh, um, most of the time. I do want to look into Matt Stafford and Jaquiski Tart's relationship before that game because Matt Stafford just <laughs> threw the ball right at Jaquiski Tart and said, here, you, you take this. And Jaquiski said, no, 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 no. You go to the Super Bowl. I don't need it. That that was a game-sealing interception almost. You could imagine if if he caught that ball. Could have run that back for a while. Anyway, get get into this too much. But, um, I mean, we, we Jimmy G just... Didn't have it towards the end of the game, did he? He, he mm-hmm. what, what did he go one for six or one for seven or something at the last his, his last possession or last couple of possessions? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I mean, is that all we need to know about Jimmy G? I know well, I think Fionn's probably the same, and I don't know about you, Darrell, but we often are <laughs> dismayed about uh Jimmy G's ability to to give you the game. Like, no matter how good your team is playing, Jimmy G will always give you a chance to get back into the game, and he did there, he was just Absolutely terrible. Now, having said that, Matt Stafford didn't exactly impress towards the end of the game either, but he didn't uh, didn't Jimmy G it up. Yeah, I, it was such a weird game. Like the the I I have some small sympathy for Jimmy G. Look, the reality is it was on him to get them into the Super Bowl, and he couldn't do it. I think that's fair to say his talent just capped out. But also, it was always going to be tough. And even we we saw it to a certain extent with Stafford, like. If you're a run game, especially when you're built on that heavy run offense, that's going to make life difficult as a quarterback. We do know he had a lot of pain that didn't hasn't succeeded at all since the week before. So he played with the same level of pain. But yeah, it was a really weird game. If you look at the stats, it looks like the Rams dominated, which they actually didn't. They played, like you said, Jake, just well enough at just the right times to win the game. But the rest of the time, the game was wide open. First half was quite slow. Second half was much better game. But man, what I can't understand is how does Cooper Cup, the most obviously dangerous <laughs> player on the pitch, still finish with 11 receptions, 142 yards and two touchdowns. You just let him do whatever he wants. If you... If you drew up a playoff game, you couldn't have asked for a better stat line for your better <laughs> wide receiver. Especially when we flip it over and look at the other game, like the Bengals had to figure out a lot of stuff for basically the entire first half and just use Chase as a decoy. But the the 49ers somehow could not stop the ball going to Cooper Cup. I guess he is just that good at running routes, but still you have to yeah. question if there's something better they could have done. Well, the 49ers are just totally beat up on in the corner position anyway. You know, they have Emmanuel Mosley, who obviously had an interception early in that game too. But, you know, they, other than that, they had the rookie uh, Avery Thomas, who, you know, kind of hasn't really maybe played as well as they would have hoped. They had Josh Norman at one point in that mm-hmm. in that 49ers team playing in the corner position. So, like, corner is definitely a position of need of, of theirs in this offseason. And, like, if it was... Emmanuel Mosley looking after Cooper Cup, 
then he was ended up just throwing to OBJ, who had a fantastic game himself. Mm-hmm. You know, all yeah. he needed was the touchdown to, to wrap it off, and all I needed was him to score a touchdown to win a bit <laughs> of money. But uh, he didn't get it in the end. Still racking up the yards. Again, there's another one there. It's proved that he has made the right move to go to, to the Rams to go to go to the Super Bowl. Vaughn Miller, we didn't see a lot of in this game, but still was a, a presence and still was something that the team had to worry about. Aaron Donald, who, who was kept quiet for about 59 minutes of that game, but he ended up with... Uh, with the pressure on Jimmy G to throw that interception in the in the last minute of the game to to win the game for the Rams as well, it just shows you don't have you don't have to um, be in the game for the full sixty minutes, but just well, make I, yourself disruptive for some of it. I think it's difficult because I think Aaron Donald was purposely reallocated to the run game, as you mentioned at the top there. They just sold out to stop the run. I think that's why we just expect to see him around the quarterback so often. <laughs> That when he has to just wait that half beat to plug a hole as opposed to just go straight after a, a quarterback, I think it makes it look. I mean, he. I think he probably had a fantastic game if you go and look at his stats. Pro- I don't have them on front it's of me. Probably not. Probably the, it, it, it's not the type of stat that jumps off at you like sacks or whatever. It doesn't have sacks and it doesn't have pressures. I imagine quite high. Right. I, he got a lot of a lot of tackles and he redirected that run game. Several yeah. times. Do you think the the Trent Richardson being a bit ginger on his ankle, he had a bit of a sprained ankle, kind of affected the the Forty Niners' ability? Oh, sorry, yeah, Trent Williams. I don't know Trent Richardson. <laughs> um, did it, Trent Williams uh, being gingerly on that ankle affect the run game a little bit for the Forty ers Definitely. 100%. And then there's another tall the Sean Jackson forces way off the Rams because uh, he wasn't exactly happy with his situation, forcing the Rams to go get OBJ, who uh, played out of his mind. And now, uh, where's the Sean Jackson? Probably sitting on a boat somewhere. <laughs> uh, winning isn't for everybody, lads. <laughs> That's all I can say about that. The Sean Jackson thing, unbelievable that he goes to the Raiders. He would have been on a Super Bowl winning team, or maybe he might not have been. I well, think the Super probably, Bowl attending team. <laughs> it's Super Bowl attending team, you know. Um, yeah, maybe I'm giving away my pick already for next week's show. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's um it is going to be a Bengals versus Rams Super Bowl next week at SoFi Stadium. It's gonna be a fantastic event. We can't wait for it. Let's see if we can try and convince the pubs to stay open for that game so we can watch it. Because I'm hearing conflicting reports, you know. I'm hearing some things that they can't stay open late because actually licensing laws and stuff aren't allowing them to. And because we're only back open again, they don't want them open too late. And then I'm seeing American football teams around this country having their Super Bowl parties and in pubs and stuff like that. So I I don't know what's happening. You have to be weary because a lot of times some pubs in, in Dublin, I won't mention the names, will uh, close the shop at half time and you're not, that's not a good look for anybody. Exactly. You're kicked out. You're gone. Goodbye. There is a good place in Swords that get around that by selling a certain type of dollar, which legally isn't selling beer, is it now? Oh, I remember that. That was a good night. Mm. That was a good night. That was a good night. I remember that night. That was a good night. Hopefully do that again this year. (laughs) We'll see. You know, we can call them shroot books. Shroot books, yeah. (laughs) And they have a a thousand to one conversion to Stanley Nichols. Stanley Nichols. (laughs) (laughs) 
But um, before we hit the Super Bowl next week, we mm. do have, and I feel like we should mention it as well, that there is a very important event in Dublin this weekend. And that is, of course, a fantastic... Um, uh, hold on, I'm going to get it up here. I have the um, poster for it here, ready Monday to go. NBC here, Darren. Oh, you know what it is already. What are you saying? Know, here, Steve? What are you talking about? <laughs> of course, we have a a a Q and R Q and A, I should say, workshop with Jeff Reinbold, of course, from let's go sports NFL fame, but obviously, of course, a very accomplished NFL coach in his own right too he's going to be here in dublin the event was a uh, location for the event i should say was announced this week it's going to be taking part in the uh, saint patrick's campus of dcu where fiona is very familiar with and has already told me don't bother driving there's no parking so he just wants you to have a few points he does want me to have a few points there's going to be tons of parking actually maybe i just want your parking spot for me but i'll roll up and let you know i'm there But if you haven't already get your gotten your ticket, um, go to Air Social Challenge. We'll have it up there, or you can go to Jeff's as well, um, at Jeff underscore Ryanbold, um, for a link to the event. Tickets are only five euro for a three hour Q and A with Jeff. It's definitely going to be worth going. Um, we're we're going ourselves, so it should be some uh, a good fun and definitely worth checking out. Um, also, lads. I think we should uh, we should mention that we have two important announcements for tonight. First of all, we are going to have our Super Bowl preview show, mega Super Bowl preview show, next Friday. I have time to be announced during the week, so keep an eye on our social channels at UnderCenterPod on Twitter and the same at UnderCenterPod on Instagram. So keep an eye out on them. For so we can uh, tell you the time we have almost got all of our guests announced or should i say um booked in and we're really looking forward to it uh, it's going to be a fantastic show it's going to be a very very busy week for us guys so i hope you said goodbye to your loved ones because you're not seeing them next week um, i am your loved ones now for the next two for the next week uh, there you always wear our loved ones <laughs> that's all i wanted to hear jake thank you so much john <laughs> <laughs> he's not even listening to us <laughs> he's checked out <laughs> you mean like I'm one of you're one of my liked ones maybe love is a bit too strong mm, but sure, mm, we'll see we'll see <laughs> so keep an eye out on our social channels like I said we'll be giving our guest announcements probably uh, hopefully if, if we have them all uh, booked in we can announce them at the weekend also stick close to our social channels tomorrow because we're going to announce the details of a fantastic competition we're going to be running in a conjunction with our friends at Avonmore Protein Milk. We have a fantastic prize. That that hurt my ears a little bit. Thank you very much. That, <laughs> I can do it again if you want. <laughs> uh, please don't. <laughs> uh, so we're going to have a fantastic competition. So uh, stick to our social channels again for that uh, at Under Center Pod, both on Instagram and on Twitter. So uh, to uh, find out how you can enter and win a put a load of prizes ahead of the Super Bowl. But let's uh, let's have a look at a few more different stories because I think we have a bit of time before we wrap up today's show. Fionn, tomorrow you're going to find out the name <laughs> of your football team. Now, it seems as though it's already been leaked. So ah, I never just, believed that. It's been leaked just, four or five times. Just like the uh, FedEx Stadium itself, 
you know, important things are falling from the rafters and information is being leaked out. But at the <laughs> moment, it looks like it's going to be the Commanders. How are you feeling about that? I'm going to be let down no matter what. I'm one of the few weird fans who wants to stick with watching the football team because it's a little bit different. It's a little bit funky. And, you know, it, it pays homage to maybe the political incorrectness that we had for a long time that took us probably too long to sort out. So I think it's kind of a little humbling maybe not to go without a name for a while and just accept that it's about playing football and it's about respecting everybody. So uh, I'm I'm going to be disappointed. I wanted Washington football team to say, but what a fantastic time to win a jersey the day before the new team a name and presumably team jersey gets announced. So mine is going to be in the post to me free of charge very soon thanks to you lovely gentlemen who could not pick a winning football team if they saw it right in front of them hang on dara was far enough away i was close to you so i could at least pick almost the winning football teams <laughs> jake it doesn't matter whether you came second or whether you came third you lost all right I just as ricky bobby sorry. once said yeah. if you ain't first you're last i just felt sorry for al who got roped in only in the last like month and now he has to fork out for this as well so uh, yeah. I don't know if he knows that yet, but if he's watching the show, you're tonight, very rough with when new people join and giving <laughs> them like a shitty situation in terms of this competition. I feel like next year you're going to add another person and well, say, they look, have to "Hey, do. Jake, it's less money out of your pocket. So would you rather you chip in, or are you going to split it fifty-fifty with Dara?" No, you got yourself a point there. We're going to do fifty percent Al, twenty-five, twenty-five for me and Dara. When can I expect my uh, two? pitchers of beer that you next time we go for a drink next time Perfect. we go for a drink and you're right. getting them at the same time so one of them will be dead yeah, but will be warm yeah. one, conveniently yeah. you won't be there on saturday with the, <laughs> at the jeff reinbold so uh that'll save you a bit of money at least into at least into february yeah i'm yeah. sure i'm not buying you pitchers no no he doesn't I, know you <laughs> I own the pitchers <laughs> but also, the also pitch with the you. with the jersey i must also state we did not set a time period on when you should get the jersey that's fine. As long as there sure. we have on record that there is a jersey owed to me on your deathbed. You people. That's <laughs> fine. On your deathbed. That's fine. <laughs> which could come sooner rather than later. And we didn't <laughs> specify which jersey. <laughs> no, we didn't. We're getting a Jack Prescott Cowboys jersey. <laughs> a Jerry Jones jersey. Uh, we definitely did specify the jersey, I'm afraid. You'll have to go back and check the tape on that one. Check your contract. Okay, well, lucky for him, it was written on a cracker, so I think it's somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but let's uh, let's have another. We were going to mention. I uh, actually that was part of my news. Fiona, you've already brought it up, so we. I guess I should say congratulations. You have won it a week early. Jake had to go all in instead of going for the surprise in the Bengals game. You went for the surprise in the 49ers game. It and what I was sick there. about it. Is I did actually have a bet on the Bengals because I actually really liked them to win. I just out of the two teams, I thought the Bengals were least likely to win over the 49ers. Did you see that bet that has done the rounds online? Actually, some guy bet like predicted correctly both games at the weekend and what score they'd finish up. Yeah. And he put on a $20 bet, and I think he's won like half a million. Fuck. <laughs> Just from I might just start randomly getting the score for games again. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Maybe maybe that was um 
Maybe that was a, a tart from the 49ers who made that bit. We don't know who it was yet. Yeah, actually. Oh, shit. The ball, the ball. Oh, no. My hands are too far open oh, no. to catch it. The bit, the bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bit, the bit. <laughs> but before we wrap it up, um, let's have a little chat about some of the head coach vacancies that have now gone. Because Jake, as he's jumping around, of course, Brian Daywell has decided to take up the head coaching job of the New York Giants, as well as having Joe Shane as the new GM. Uh, also, some other ones that we should mention is Josh McDonald's is the new head coach of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, we have also gotten uh, Matt Eberflus as the new head coach of the Chicago Bears. And we're still waiting to find out about the Vikings, the Jaguars, and I'm missing a team here. The Dolphins. Dolphins. The Dolphins as well. Yes, I, I think the reports were that Dewa was choo- was t- was trying to pick between the Dolphins and the Giants. He's going with the Giants. And Jake, are you a happy man today? I'm cautiously optimistic because when Joe Judd was hired, I was quite happy. Um, and obviously, we know how that panned out. Um, I was the same when Gettleman was hired, but uh, I feel a lot more better about Shane being hired than Gettleman. So um, I at least like the looks of the Maras saying, I'm going to stick back a little bit, let the coach and let the GM do the rest of the work where that has not been uh, the case in the past couple of years. As we've seen Jason Garrett being forced on Joe Judge, which was already a bad fit for the team. We all should have known how it was going to go from there. So. I am quite happy, though. I think uh, a lot of people, the Giants fandom seems to be happy, and that kind of gauges a lot of my interest because I don't really know Brian Dable other than his uh, introductory press conference. What do you think about the, the the quotes coming out that they're going to be sticking with Daniel Jones? Yeah, I'm happy with that. Um, I mean, we can all agree that the Giants was not the best fit for almost every quarterback. Uh, we might agree also that Daniel Jones isn't necessarily the best quarterback, but there's no point in picking somebody at five or seven um in a draft that is notoriously weak on a QB. So give him the extra year. See if he can play out with a better O line. And if he can, maybe extend him a little bit. Um if not, you have a better better pick for the following year. So I'm I'm happy with that. I think he could play well enough that we can uh, at least deal with it for another year. What about using those picks to get in on the QB carousel this year? I don't really want to get in on the QB carousel though. I don't want to get Russell Wilson and I don't want to get uh and Rodgers, I don't want any of these players because the team's so shit that we have to trade too many picks away. We're just going to continuously be shit. We're better quarterback play. We'll end up at nine and eight or whatever. Yeah, and if and, Russell uh, Wilson's whinging about bad old line play in Seattle, yeah. it's not exactly an upgrade <laughs> going to New York. Yeah, it's really bad. Unfortunately, unfortunately, they just filled the GM position, so he couldn't be GM quarterback <laughs> like he likes to be. Well, actually, Phil, this is an interesting because we have the... Um, strange position that we actually have a, an nfc east competitor mm-hmm. um fan here and um, does the hire of brian dable you know worry you a little bit no yeah. no well, i think <laughs> i think to be honest looking in from a neutral perspective like there's a lot that needs changing on the giants and i think jake would accept that so i wouldn't be surprised if they kind of go through one or two let's say sacrificial head coaches where they have to put the work in to change the team but by doing that they by necessity will not get the records high enough to save them so at some point i'd say in maybe four years four seasons if the giants are lucky that team will be really nice 
and and a coach will be able to come in and, and actually get a shot at putting his own stamp on it. I think a lot of the coaches now are going to have to go through more patching holes in the ship as opposed to painting it the color they they really like. So yeah, I mean, I hope I hope for Dable's sake that he can he can turn things around quickly. It's not unheard of. We've seen the Bengals do it just this year. Well, so, uh, like if you say sacrificial head coaches, we've been through the mill with Pat Shermer, Ben McAdoo, Joe Judge. So hopefully the third, the fourth time is a charm with Brian Dable and he can turn and, it around a little look, bit. Look, there's been slow incremental improvement. It's not been great, but I think you could say the defense certainly isn't a massive problem at the moment. Sure, we can all, every team can use more stars for sure, but I think the offense is looking a bit ropey at the moment. And so at least that's half of the problems sorted. And and like you saw, yeah, you go through a lot of head coaches when you're trying to do that because it's hard to get enough talent all in one go to save yourself. Usually you bring in a couple and the next guy gets to keep those and bring in another couple. And then the next guy gets to bring in the last two that he needs. And all of a sudden you're back on track. I think the Giants are kind of like, they're definitely missing edge on defense and they're also missing, you could say quarterback and O-line. So it's a big holes to fill, but mm-hmm. if you can fill uh, O-line and, and edge in the first round of this draft, hopefully, then at least the team's on a, a, a lot better of position. But when G- when G- uh, Dave Gettleman came in, he said, oh, we're going to fix the O-line. Um, and what have we got? We've got like the worst O-line in the league. So hopefully there is a focus on actually fixing it instead of just saying that we're going to fix it. I think as well, uh, the bar is quite low. I think that's what might save Dable. I think I read this stat correctly that in the last five years, the Giants at no point have been over 500. At no point has their record been better than 500. It has been five years straight. Yeah, like 2016 or something. So if you can start off and get them even to three and one on the start of the season, I think that's going to get you at least... I mean, he's, 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 he's one two years. One and zero. That's all he needs one to and get. Zero, that's all he needs to that greatest, is crazy. That greatest that's Giants that head means. coach of this century. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm hopeful. So that's all I can say. It seems a, a lot better fit um, and a lot more freedom for the GM to make moves than uh, previous GMs. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Should also mention the two teams that I forgot that still have head coach vacancies, of course, are the Saints and the Texans. So it'll be interesting to see who ends up there, especially with the surprise departure of Sean Payton last week from the Saints. Um, so that's another team. And, and that actually, that's interesting. That, to be in. <laughs> that, that NFC South now, from going from one of the stronger divisions in, in the NFC, has now suddenly become one of the weaker ones with Tom Brady's retirement and, and Sean Payton leaving the Saints. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there now. Um, in this offseason and there is a chance for a team especially like like a Falcons if they can get things right with you know um, oh, his name is escaping me there now Arthur Smith uh, getting his second year as the head coach and you know players like Kyle Pitts and stuff getting more comfortable if they good offseason they could make a run for that division the Panthers I have worries about in terms of Keep, whether or not keeping Matt Rule was the right decision after the sort of collapse they had in the second year, second half of the year. So we'll wait and see. But I think that's a perfect place to end it. Um, we won't have a second show this week. Um, you know what? I'm giving the lads some well-deserved time off, even though one of you guys, and I'm still trying to find out the investigations of who is mocking my age on Twitter. 
Um, so I'll find out who that is and I'll go all Vince McMahon on your ass and fire you in heartbeat. But we will be back next week. We will be looking ahead to the Super Bowl with our fantastic mega Super Bowl preview show. Um, we will announce more details on Twitter and Instagram at UnderCenterPod on both of them. Make sure you're following us on that. For that, for info on the show and for a chance to enter our fantastic Super Bowl competition with, uh, of course, uh, should I say, with our friends at Avonmore Protein Milk. Lads, quickly before we go, uh, any interest in watching the Pro Bowl this week? Yeah. <laughs> they'll do the same i'll probably have it on the background or something yeah, but i'll have really it on watching. there's not a whole lot else to watch on a sunday so well i'm uh, more, more interested in watching the skill games rather than the game itself yeah i mean they might be interesting i mean i might yeah. even just watch those on youtube the highlights afterwards and <laughs> yeah just sticking on by the way can i just put the the pro ball the reason the pro ball has been so bad for so long is because russell wilson keeps getting in they have made an absolute mockery of it this season heck like can we go on one what week planet, on what planet <laughs> is Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins Pro Bowl quarterback? That now means nothing. If you're a Pro Bowl quarterback, that is a nonsense type. But can I ask you, though, what other QBs in the NFC were warranted of going that haven't already been selected or that can't go because of uh, I think a couple of them did retirement, the you know? Couple of them said I, I won't go this year. Yeah, to be honest, I don't even know who's on that list. But like, exactly. But like, let's let's say for example, okay, Aaron Rodgers is not. I was selected. I think he actually is going to go. I think he said he's going. Um, but um, you have Aaron Rodgers, and then if you're looking at elsewhere in the NFC North, you're you're talking about Andy Dalton. You're talking about uh, like hey, look, Kirk if you Cousins. Miss you're Bears talking fans. You know, Justin Fields should be there because he's an absolute talent that has proved us all wrong with his play on the field yeah i love having it a pop is, in the bears i don't know why the nfc is well i don't know when this was aaron Rodgers, tom brady kyler murray kirk cousins and russell wilson and the afc is why is there only three on the afc justin herbert patrick mahomes and Lamar Jackson. tom brady won't play because he's kind of retired so Good point. Um, I mean, I, I take yeah. that point, I guess. Yeah. Maybe Aaron Rodgers isn't going to it now, now because I think he wanted to get surgery in the offseason anyway. So maybe he's not. Must be a little bitch. Um, well, look, hey, that's if you want to say that, you can say that too. He still I gets do. the selection on his rec on his record. He, so if you do play whether he plays or not, it doesn't really matter. And probably some of his contract as well to get it too. So probably, yeah, probably an incentive base there on that. Um, but look, listen. That's where we're going to end it. We can talk about the whether or not the Pro Bowl is good for another hour for sure. Uh, Send Daniel Jones to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> he has he has a neck issue. He's not going to be moving much till then. Send Ryan Fitzpatrick. Start the rehabilitation. Now. Oh, Ryan Fitz would be good. Yeah, the That'd oldest nice. active quarterback in the NFL. Can Brady play as a retired player? No, he's no. gone. Yeah, yeah. He should have stayed. He should have stayed one more week. <laughs> yes, because I'm sure he wants to go to the pro. <laughs> go to, it's not what? even in Hawaii anymore, is it? It's in like it's in Arizona. Vegas. It's oh, in, it's in Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, he's too old for Vegas. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. And what about like, remember that stuff that used to be on Sky Sports, like the Masters football? Do like a Masters Pro Bowl thing, you know? Get like old players from teams. Masters NFL will be interesting. It would be, wouldn't it? Because <laughs> they retire like at down. 32 or something. Hellfellas so. going down with ACLs every other week. 
<laughs> they'll never do that. <laughs> Too high of a chance. Even if it was flagged, they wouldn't. They there'd be ACLs all over the shop. <laughs> Look, we're gonna end it there, guys. Um, thanks so much for uh, tuning in to today's edition of the show. Like I said, we'll be back next week. Pay attention to our uh, social channels for the latest for our Super Bowl shows. Fiona and Jake, as always, thank you so much. Thank you. Slana uh, So make sure you stay safe, and we'll see you soon.